0: Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in this morning. It is an opinion day on the Supreme Court, so if the Supreme Court rules on cases that I am watching, including the Kentucky abortion defense case, I will bring that to you. So I, I, I was reading this article, and I was reading about the the audits within the Ohio Republican Party, and in, in their so-called audit, the audit. This calling it an audit is a joke, but I I have it. This is not a full forensic it, okay? I, I have a document. I have a, a copy of it. It was leaked to the press before. This is the Ohio Star report. I have it here. I did not receive it from the Ohio Star, but I did receive it from uh, someone. I don't, I don't even know their name, but I, I received it. And we have it here in person here in the studio. And, and I'm going to read it. I have portions of it. I have Exhibit A, uh, the front and the back of Exhibit A. And if you hear papers run, running around, it's because I have the the actual paper documents. And it's a letter here. I'm, I'm going to read the conclusions. Based upon the procedures performed and the assumptions made as outlined above, we have come to the following conclusions. The original account's receivable invoice posted to the account's receivable ledger and a contra-expensive was posted to a profit and loss statement. In accounting terms, an expense account was credited and accounts received was de- uh, debited. The majority of the invoices in question were posted to the 56-0001 uh, staff payroll insurance benefits uh etc cetera, etc cetera. i really don't understand most of these accounting terms but this is from compass point cpas okay it is an illinois firm or an indiana firm i'm sorry indianapolis indiana firm that is not a certified public accountant in the state of ohio and the claim is that 3 million dollars is missing from the ohio republican party books 3 million dollars this this audit, which is a full forensic audit, everyone has approx has found and it's all in Stivers for Ohio and uh in Houston for Ohio accounts. Most of it Stivers. The amount of Stivers' name on this paper is actually absurd. Totaling up to about six hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars, three hundred and sixty or six hundred and fifty-five three hundred and sixty-nine dollars and forty cents. So let's do some quick math here. I think I think Siri can provide this. Provide this information for us. Let's see here. If this work. what is three million dollars divided by six, or not divided? I'm I I am having a, a slow brain day today. Three. What is three million dollars minus six hundred fifty-five thousand three hundred sixty-nine point four zero? I found an answer. It's displayed on your iPad. Okay. So so it is not working very well. It's two point three four four. 6306 million dollars remaining that is that is yet to be found so bob paduchik other ohio republican party insiders where is the money where is the 2.3 million dollars that has yet to been yet to have been found if you're claiming it's all in this audit why does this audit not total up to the amount that's, that's lost why does it not total up? Why does it not add up? The math does not add up. And I just want to bring that up today. Um, I, I could read the Ohio Star article, which is basically saying the same thing about me. Uh, that I, Not about me, but that I said. The Canton, Ohio-based firm hired in April to audit the financial statements of the Ohio Republican Party has resigned, the Canton, Ohio-based firm. So they decided to go to the uh, Compass Points Certified Public Accountants. So, if this audit here, this 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 six hundred and fifty five thousand dollar audit that they found, they found the six hundred and fifty five thousand dollars is all of the lost money. Here it is. In the case of Stivers, the party miscoded roughly six hundred and fifty five thousand dollars in funds loaned to the Stivers campaign and then repaid to the party. That that is what what is here. I'll link the article in the show notes below, and you can read this for yourself. But if you're okay with that, and you're okay with a a firm in the state of Indiana finding this, why not allow a firm in Ohio to find this? Why not allow Senate candidate Mark Paquita to pay for an audit with his own money, not campaign money, his own money to find the actual, find find the extra money? If it's not there, if there's nothing fraudulent about it, let someone audit it. The Ohio Republican Party, this is on you. I know someone from the party is probably listening to this. This is on you. And if you don't allow this audit, it looks insanely corrupt and it ruins your integrity. It ruins the integrity of our state government. It ruins the integrity of the Republican Party in general. Because the most corrupt state party in the nation is the Ohio Republican Party right now. And until they answer to these calls to actually do a full audit, not just a a six hundred and fifty five thousand dollar audit, a full three million dollar audit, of, audit of every single book. You are not considered safe. You are not considered a a a true Republican Party. You are not considered a conservative, a trustworthy party. So I did say that if they ruled on the case in Kentucky, I would report it on you. Here is the SCOTUS blog little tweet. Scotus rules eight one that uh, Kentucky's attorney general can intervene in a litigation to pick up a legal defense of Kentucky's boor- abortion restriction, after the state's health secretary declined to appeal to a lower court's ruling that struck the, down the law. It, it is eight to one. Justice Alito delivered the opinion, and we are not. Uh, let me see here. We are done with opinions for the day. I don't know who dissented. It doesn't say in that tweet, but we do know that they can defend it. So this, this the the. The uh, the attorney general can defend it if the other leaders that are different parties do deny. So that that is good for for separation of powers in the executive branch. So we have a video here, and I, I might wait until after. Yeah, I'm gonna wait till after the break for this. Um, so so Trump and white right wing lawyers. Or part of criminal conspiracy to overturn the 2020 election, the January 6th committee alleges. We're gonna. I I I love bringing up January 6th. It's the most relevant thing in history, my guys. It's the most relevant, the most relevant thing in history. It's the worst thing to happen in American history, as Liz Cheney would have you believe. Former President Donald Trump and a right-wing lawyer are part of a criminal conspiracy to overturn the 2020 presidential election. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot alleges in a court filing on Wednesday. The filing is part of an attempt to conceive a judge to allow the panel access to the emails from lawyer John Eastman, who was claiming attorney-client privilege. The committee said he has helped to orchestrate the plot. The filing is the most extensive release to date from the House January 6th investigators as they try to obtain Eastman's emails. And comes well before the House Select Committee releases its final report on the findings on Trump. So let's see here to see if it says what what criminal charges they actually found uh, here in this this communist news network article. I'm not really seeing it, but still, they they claim that Biden or not Biden. I'm sorry, I read Biden at the top of the page that Trump and right wing lawyers are part of criminal conspiracy. So that, that that's the charge is criminal conspiracy. They're going to try to get Trump for criminal conspiracy. Anything to stop President Trump from running in 2024, they are going to do. Anything to stop President Trump, the rightfully elected president in 2020, to run again in 2024, they are going to do. Because President Trump is beating Joe Biden in every single poll. The Republicans in 2022 are beating the Democratic Party in every single poll. There is not a pathway for Biden to retain his majority and retain the presidency in 2024 at this point. So they're trying to get as much done as they can in the next few months before November, before, before next January, to to stop Trump from running again, to criminalize anyone with any association to President Trump. They're trying as hard as they can. They're failing, by the way, but they're trying as hard as they can to stop President Trump because they know that they can't win. They know Joe Biden, who is tanking and polling, 34% approval rating on any given issue. They They don't believe he has a chance. So they're trying to do anything to block the number one Republican competitor from running in 2024. President Trump won in 2020. He's going to win again in 2024. And that, is, that is that is blatantly clear. President Trump did not conspire to have the, the Capitol raided on January 6th. But that's what they're claiming, to stop President Trump from running again. And it's not going to work. And any person who, who looks at this non-biasedly can realize it's not going to work. Because it's simply not true. When we return, um, Biden, I'm going to play a video of Biden from the State of the Union and talk about how Biden caused the problem to look like the good guy um, uh, mansion says his caucus Biden can't grasp that you need fossil fuels or you'll end up like Germany and DeSantis called a bully after he tells students that they don't have to be they're not required to wear masks in his presence. My name is GOP Josh will be right back after this. cost of prescription drugs. We pay more for the same drug produced by the same company in America than any other country in the world. Just look at insulin. One in 10 Americans has diabetes. In Virginia, I met a 13-year-old boy, the handsome young man standing up there, Joshua Davis. He and his dad both have type 1 diabetes, which means they need insulin every single day. Insulin costs about $10 a vial to make. That's what it costs the the pharmaceutical company. But drug companies charge families like Joshua and his dad up to 30 times that amount. I spoke with Joshua's mom I'm gonna end the clip there because it's really not that that important after that he's just he's just talking about why he's going to do this measure and actually we, we have the 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 executive order on access to affordable life-saving medication right here uh, by authority authority vested in me as president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America uh, number one purpose insulin is a critical and life-saving medication that approximately eight million rely on to manage diabetes uh, injectable. I don't know how to pronounce this. Life-saving medication used to stop severe allergic reactions, and it talks about that how they will receive discounted prices through the prescription drug program, uh 340B, the penny pricing policy, etc. But the funny thing is this: this is actually a, a a President Trump era executive order. Gotcha. This is the this is the. Executive order of, of President Donald J. Trump. It doesn't have a number, but it is from July twenty fourth, twenty twenty, signed by President Trump, and Biden repealed it on day one. On January twentieth, twenty twenty one, Joe Biden revealed or repealed it on day one, on literally the first day he was in office. So why would he do that? Why 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 would he why would he say we're gonna repeal this executive order and then he's going to spike the costs for a year? And then lower it it, right back down to $35. Because that's actually what President Trump's original plan was. I hope I can find this video really quickly. I meant to add it to my notes. So sorry. But but President Trump said the exact same thing. Except for he actually did it. Before President Trump got into office. Or before President Biden got into office. See here this is. Oh here it is. When you're having these... Copies, Let's we'll cap, cap the cost, cost of insulin $35 a month. $35 a month. Let's we'll cap, cap the cost there's a, there's a little bit of an overlay there, so you can hear that Biden literally plagiarized word for word what President Trump said. And you heard there that they that they, they, they agree on this. But but Biden repealed Trump's executive order, limiting the cost of drugs, of prescription drugs in the, in the nation to $35 for a... a, a a container of insulin and Biden repealed it so he could look like the good good guy when he brought it back and look like Trump is this evil, evil guy, but I, I'm the good guy. I brought it back for you. It's absolutely a joke. He, he's the reason it was gone in the first place. Speaking of jokes, we have the mask political theater as, uh, as one of our last stories today. I'm going to play the video now and we're going to get into that. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take. It off. <laughs> honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So, if you want to wear it, fine. But this is a, this is ridiculous. All right. Well, it's good to be at USF. That was Desantis at the USF University of South Florida, and there were some kids behind him wearing masks, like they were. There's like his backdrop, right? And he said, you don't need to wear the mask. It is not a requirement. You do not have to do that, right? You don't have to. Politico released an article this morning or or yesterday evening. And now my iPad's not wanting to cooperate, so I can't read you the headline. but, But the first paragraph is, Democrats labeled Governor Ron DeSantis a bully after video surfaced of him curting, asking groups of students to take off their mask before a press conference in Tampa. Some of the students visiting from a local Hillsborough County High School took off their mask at the governor's urging, while others opted to keep them on their faces. Uh, DeSantis for a month has read again. Okay, we, we know that. President? Or not president. I'm sorry. I, I'm thinking way too ahead there. Governor DeSantis did not require the children or the, the high school students to take their masks off. One of them decided to keep it on. But he said it is not a requirement to keep. It is not a requirement to have. You, you do not have to to continue wearing the, this face covering if, if you choose that you don't want to. Because I think it was probably required to get there and, and, and to be in that position at the, at the beginning is my guess. But saying that you don't have to keep them on, but if you'd like to, you can, is not bullying. The CDC does the exact same thing. At this point in in, in history, at this point in in our circle of pandemic restrictions, the CDC is saying the exact same thing. The exact same thing. And I, I, I said by air Trump earlier in the show is, is the only person who who can take Biden on and win. And with the response to Ron DeSantis, I honestly don't think that's true. They're, they're so scared of the number one governor in the country that they call him a bully for telling students they can take a mask off if they choose requiring students to mask up and cover their faces is anti-science and anti-choice. And if you choose to not wear a mask, so be it. And that's what Ron DeSantis was saying. He, he was letting them know it is not required to, to, to be his, his, his backdrop. In one more article today, Manchin said, My caucus, Biden can't grasp that you need fossil fuels or you won't turn out like Germany. And this is from Breitbart. On Wednesday's broadcast of Fox Business Network's Kudlow, uh, Senator Joe Manchin stated, "You cannot be the superpower of the world if you have to depend on other nations to produce your energy, uh, and they have a hard time spot. Then he will, he's in a different spot than his party and President Joe Biden because they will have a hard time coming to grips that you have to, uh, you've got to use everything you've got, or else you'll end up like Germany did and in one heck of a mess." Yeah, true, and people seem to forget that. Oh, we need to primary Manchin to have a more liberal Democrat in that seat. Manchin is is in one of the reddest states in the nation. The fact that he is still serving is insanely surprising. And and he's pro fossil energy. He's he's pro oil. He he's, he's pro gas. He he's all of these things because he has to be. The state he's in would not survive without these industries. And and he he's right. He vows to defend NATO allies and working with allies. It's all good, but we have energy. But we have to have energy independence. You cannot be the superpower of the world if you have to depend on other nations to produce your energy. And I'm in a different place than my caucus or the colleagues or the president, and they have a hard time coming to grips that you've got to use everything you've got. You have to use your gas. You have to use your coal. You have to use your oil. You have to develop wind and solar and hydro and geothermal and hydrogen. All of these things I'm for. But I'm not going to leave us in a void, Larry. I'm just not going to basically go down the path and end up like Germany did, trying to get uh, get something, get rid of something that you don't think you like because you think something else will replace it. And then when you get to that time period, it doesn't replace it, so you're in one heck of a mess. He later added that if you want to do something with an all-in energy policy that does not leave us in a void, then do something that basically uses all of the above with the new technology, but basically not leave your fossils out in the mix because that's the horsepower you need to run the superpower superpower. I'm sorry of the world. How is Manchin not a Republican? ha he he is he is speaking out against his caucus more than the Republican Party is, and he is saying the truth more than the Republican Party is. I applaud Joe Manchin, and it's sad that Joe Manchin is saying more than my Republican Senator Rob Portman. And and I I'm just I Rob. Okay, Joe Manchin is is one of the more conservative senators at this point. I mean, you you can't deny it. I don't know why he's still with the Democratic Party, but he 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 is absolutely right. I agree with Joe Manchin. This 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 uh, podcast is a Joe Manchin fan account. Everyone, (laughs) no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, but but it's true. It's true. Joe Manchin is absolutely correct. I respect him as a Democrat. I respect him as a senator. And I respect him for a person. We'll be back tomorrow. Today is only Thursday, right? Today is Thursday, March 8th. We'll return tomorrow with March 4th. Did I say March 8th? Did I say March 8th? I meant March 3rd. And we are on March fourth episode tomorrow for the Friday edition. But for this Thursday edition of the Conservative Crusader, wherever you get your podcasts, we will return tomorrow. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. Follow me wherever you get your podcast, wherever you get your social media at GOP Josh or GOP Josh Twenty. You can find me on your favorite platforms. Links to the most popular two, Gab and Twitter, are down below. Uh, my Telegram is tme Josh. I will not spam you on there. I maybe send a message once a week. You can record a message for the show and send it in as a voice message. And I will play it here on air. Just click on the little thing under the under the show notes that say record a message for the show. GOP Josh will play it on air. Check out GOPJosh.com. A new opinion article is coming soon. My name is GOP Josh. Stay tuned.